Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Fast again this morning. I long to be in your presence again this morning. I am grateful that I am here to magnify you again this morning, precious Lord. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. You are good and your mercies, your mercies endures forever. Thank you because you are a good God. You are a great God. You are a faithful God. You are the only one that can be called holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty, the Bible says. Thank you because you are faithful and righteous. We magnify you again this morning. We worship you, Lord, just for who you are. Lord, you are God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the maker of every single thing in the universe. We worship you, Lord, just for who you are as the ancient of days, the God who does not have a beginning, does not have an end, the God that is beyond comprehension. We worship you, Lord, for who you are. Be magnified again this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, as we read our Bibles again this morning, we ask for wisdom, we ask for insights in your word. We ask, Lord, this morning, help us to apply the lessons and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue our study, yes, our study, Bible commentary and study of um, the New Testament. We are reading the book of Matthew currently. Yesterday we stopped on Matthew chapter 5. A big thank you to everyone joining in this morning. Today we take Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, and remember from yesterday when we began to read about the teachings of Jesus Yesterday we read about the Beatitudes. Today the teachings continue. And I said Jesus was challenging the people of his time. Again and again he told them, you have had them say, or you have had it said. You know that there is this saying that says this. And Jesus would quote the saying and then challenge that saying, challenge it with the word of God, sometimes even quoting the scripture, okay? In that way, Jesus was shaping the belief of these people. I say again, the word of God is, the Bible says it is full of wisdom. It contains the precepts, the wisdom of God for living the wisdom of God in every single area of life. 
Okay? You can trust it this morning. I'm telling you, you can trust the word of God. And when you do the word, I promise you, you will be successful. Hallelujah. All right. So let's take a few of those teachings this morning, addressing specific topics, you know, just different topics this morning. Matthew chapter 6. First, this is teaching about giving to the needy. <laughs> it says, watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others. For you will lose the reward from you will lose the reward from your father in heaven. You see that? Watch out, Jesus says. Don't do your good deeds. Don't do your giving to be admired. Don't do your giving to be known, to be heard of. That's not the purpose of giving. The purpose of giving is to provide for others. Okay, right? (laughs) Don't do your own giving so that people will know that I am the one that gave. Jesus says when you do that, you lose the reward from your Father in heaven. He says when you give to someone in in when you when you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do. In other words, there's a way the hypocrite gives, and there's a way a child of God should give. Listen this morning, very important lesson. So that you won't waste your giving. You can waste your giving. That's what Jesus is saying. You can give and it will count for nothing in heaven. He said, Jesus said, when you give to, to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do. Blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. So the way the hypocrite gives is that they give to call attention to themselves, to call attention to how much they are giving, to call attention so that people will know they are the one giving the gain. Jesus says that is not the reason why we give. The reason why the Christian gives is to provide for the needy, to be a blessing to others. So Jesus says, don't blow your trumpets. Don't blow your trumpets in the synagogues, on the street, in church. You know, don't blow your trumpets in meetings to call attention to your acts of charity. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Your only reward is that the people there knew yeah okay they might anyway they might blow your trumpet a bit on social media and shout oh can you imagine that man that woman that boy that girl ah gave so so and so and everybody was clapping Mm, that's all the reward you will get you will get nothing jesus says in heaven he says i tell you the truth they have received all the rewards they will ever get Verse 3 says, but when you give, this is how the Christian gives. This is how a child of God gives. Say, but when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. 
And I've had people say, Pastor, I'm confused. It's not possible. How do I give with my left hand so that my right hand will not know what my left hand did? My giving is coming from my mind. It's a decision I have made. So there's no way. Okay, my right hand does not know what my left hand did. Okay, so you didn't get the gist of what Jesus is doing. Jesus says, give your gift in private. That's what Jesus is saying. Give your gift in private. In fact, give your, do your giving so that you are not known. Only the giver. In fact, if it's up to Jesus, only the giver should even know that you are giving. He says, give your gift in private. And your father who sees everything will reward you will reward you. I pray that God will reward you in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for you this morning. Your giving will not be in vain in the mighty name of Jesus. When you do your own giving, remember, always remember, do your giving privately. Do your giving not necessarily to be seen on or heard or known. Do your giving to bless the one in need. That's why we give. And your father, in fact, there's a version that says, and your father who sees what, it, what goes on in the secret place, he will reward you openly. Yes, God will reward you openly in the mighty name of Jesus. Next, there's a teaching about prayer and fasting. And yeah, this one, <laughs> Jesus says, when you pray, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogue where everyone can see them. The purpose of prayer is not that others can see you. Who are you praying to? The God that you are praying to is invincible. In fact, the God that you are praying to can see your thoughts can see your heart as clear as your words. In other words, if the words were not even coming out of your mouth, he can hear the prayer if it's said inside your heart. You didn't realize that? Uh, yes. God sees our heart. It's, God says in his word, I, the Lord, I see the heart. I try the reins. What I see, I judge. He says, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Thinking too can be prayer. <laughs> so when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogue where everyone can see them. They want to be called prayer warriors. Ah, you know those prayer merchants, right? Everyone in church knows them. Because when they raise their own prayer points, when they start praying, everywhere is shaking. <laughs> you are missing the purpose of prayer. Jesus says, I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. What is it? Is there any reward in that? The reward is just that people know you as a prayer warrior. That's all. But that your prayer is answered? No. Jesus says, that is all the reward. Tell, that is all the reward, the word they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you. 
and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything, who sees what is even going on in private, who sees what is even going on in the secret place, that God that sees can hear your thoughts as loud as you shouting, screaming. He hears your thoughts as clear as that. Is this your, your father who sees everything will reward you? I pray again, God will reward you in the mighty name of Jesus. So I want to encourage you this morning, you know, take advantage of it. God is seeing your thoughts, okay? Focus, focus your thoughts on to God. What is prayer? Prayer is simply words directed towards God, right? <laughs> so thoughts directed towards God is also prayer. Yes, thoughts directed towards God. Specifically, in fact, there are times I find myself when I am meditating and I, am, I practically, it feels as if I am, I am gisting with God uh, or I am having a discussion with God. It's prayer. It's prayer. And God who sees what is in the secret place, even in your heart, will reward you. I pray God will reward you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus is when you pray. Don't babble. So the first part of the lesson he teaches. It's about. Okay. The secret place of prayer. And how you should not pray. For. To be known. Okay. To be recognized as one who prays. Okay. To direct your prayer towards God. That's the first secret he gives us. The next secret he says. When you, when you pray. When you do pray. When you pray. Don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. Okay? Some people think that when they raise the prayer points in a particular way and they tell people to call after them, it says, Oh God, everybody shouts, Oh God, let all my enemies, everybody shout, Let all my enemies fall down right now, fall down right now. And then, Hey, and then the prayer begins. You are wasting your time. Okay? I'm not saying God does not answer that kind of prayer. Uh -huh. It is up to God, right? Uh -huh. He is the one that answers. It is when He answers. That's even when you know you are praying. Uh -huh. What Jesus is telling us this morning, when you do that, you already have all the reward you will get. Uh -huh. You are already seen and known publicly. When you pray, don't babble. You know what babble, right? They will be, if it's as if they are chanting, they are chanting their prayer. He says, they babble on and on as if the ears of God were deaf. As if the God that they were dealing with is sleeping. And so they have to shout or they have to repeat the things. They have to babble as much as they can so that God will hear them. Uh, no, it doesn't work like that. Jesus says, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers, they think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. It is not chanting. Prayer is not just chant, chanting and say, give me my prayer. Give me my request. Give me my request. Give me my request. Give me my request. Is, is God deaf? No. The God we pray to is the God of all flesh. Scripture says that creation looked to him and their faces were enlightened. 
Jesus says merely by repeating the, their words again and again. Verse 8, don't be like them for your pray, for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. You see that? God knows exactly what you need even before you prayed. He knows. Okay? So the question this morning is, so why do we need to pray? Because he already knows. The purpose of prayer, actually, it's not about the need, actually. The purpose of prayer is communion, relationship with God. It is directing your prayer towards God. I'm telling you, when you see prayer as that, you will enjoy your prayer. You will enjoy your time in the presence of God. And you'll see your prayers will be answered more. Jesus says in verse 9, pray like this. Jesus is not giving us a template of prayer. Jesus is telling us what prayer should be. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. That is the first focus of prayer. Our Father. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. God. Look at all that is going on. You are directing your prayer towards God. How do I cope with these things? Oh Lord, you that help the needy, you help the helpless, those who don't have people. Lord, you know I don't have anyone. You are directing your prayer towards God. Our Father in heaven. That's how prayer begins. May your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come May your will be done. You see that all your needs are not yet mentioned there, right? Aha. Your prayer is still directed towards God and is still focused on God. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today, give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins. You see, the first time you mention your own needs is after you have first met the need of God. First, the need of God, God created us to worship Him. So, our Father. Second need, it says, May your name be kept holy. Worship. Worship. May your kingdom come. Let your will be done on this earth. Let your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. It has nothing yet to do about your prayer request. When you come to God in this way, you will see that your prayers are answered more. Give us today the food we need. Then needs come sin. And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but re- rescue us from the evil one. Don't let us yield to temptation. Don't let us fall into temptation. No, this is different from habitually living in temptation no it says don't let us yield to temptation but rescue us from the evil one if you forgive those who sinned against you jesus says your heavenly father will forgive you in other words if you don't forgive them what will happen you can answer on your own if you forgive those who, who sinned against you your heavenly father will forgive you but if you refuse to forgive others your father will not forgive your sins he will not that is what the bible says he will not forgive your sins and when you fast when you fast don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do it's finished about prayer 
now is talking about fasting. Fasting is staying without food directed towards God. What makes it fast is that it is directed towards God. Your heart is directed towards God during this period where you are abstaining from food. If you abstain from food and all everything you do, your heart is directed towards your, your needs and the things you want to do, you went on an hunger strike. <laughs> when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and deceitful. So people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. What a useless reward. That people just know that you yeah, are that brother can fast for, for 40 days. Ha! That brother has been fasting for 100 days. That's all the reward you will get. See, but when you fast, comb your hair and wash your, wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private. He knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. Hallelujah. Next, Jesus talks about money and I'm telling you, so let me rush a little bit. Because of our time, Jesus teaches about money severally. Severally. Jesus talks about money. He says, don't store up treasure here on earth. First lesson, our treasures can be stored somewhere. Our giving can be stored somewhere. We can do our, our investment can be placed either on in on earth or in heaven it says don't store up treasures here on earth where moth moth eats them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal store your treasures in heaven you can store your treasure on earth or you can store your treasures in heaven how do i go and store my treasure in heaven when i will not go to heaven eh have you visited heaven before? But Jesus will teach us how to store our treasure in heaven so that on that day when you stand before God, wow, when you stand before God, there will be a reward for you. You will be able to draw from your bank account in heaven. See, store your treasure in heaven where, where moth and rust cannot destroy. Verse 20, and thieves uh, do not break in and steal wherever your treasure is there the desires of your heart will be also wherever you have placed your treasure is where your interests your desires your heart will be looking to if your treasures are focused are saved stored here on earth that is where your desire will be you will not be interested in the things of god Maybe you find that you just realize that the things of God do not excite you. This is the reason. Your treasures are not stored in heaven. He says, listen, he says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will, will also be. Your eye is the lamp, it's like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. Remember, he's talking about giving. No, he's still talking about giving. When your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. Listen, when you put all your treasures here, 
on earth. You focus all of your investments here on earth. How do you store your treasure in heaven? Do use your treasure because of God. Be a blessing to somebody because of God. Provide for someone because of God. You are storing your treasure in heaven. When you do that, Jesus says that your eyes will be healthy. Your body, your heart will be full of light. You will see that you will not be struggling to serve God. You will not be struggling to call on the name of God. When your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness, Jesus says. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. says no one can serve two masters. Listen. For you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Another version says you cannot serve God and mammon. In other words, money is trying to take... In fact, money seeks to take the same place in your heart that God has. <laughs> that place that no other being should have. Money seeks to take it. In other words, money desires to be worshipped. Money enslaves people. I pray for you this morning. Money will not enslave you. In the mighty name of Jesus. 25, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear, the things you use money for. Jesus says, don't worry about them. When you are doing that, you are storing your treasures on earth. He says, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? He says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in, food in bands for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Of course we are. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? No, nothing. Say, and why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how, how they grow. They don't walk or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed beautifully as they are. Say, and if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the, into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly take care of, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? When you are worrying, when you are worrying, you are showing that you don't have any faith. Listen this morning. When you worry, you show that you have no faith. Worry is a sign. It's a lack of faith. Say, so don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all, you, all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. He says, so don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. In other words, worries and troubles will come. What God guarantees us is that he will give us everything we need when we seek his kingdom first. Put your focus on God. That's my encouragement this morning. Hallelujah. I've been so blessed by today's teaching. I'm telling you, I encourage somebody this morning, stop worrying. You've been complaining that it's, Pastor, I don't understand. You know, I don't just, my faith in God, is, it just seems, it seems very shallow. Worry. Eh? punctures your faith 
Worrying about how we tomorrow go. Will it happen or will it not happen? Worrying destroys your faith. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. Next, store your treasures in heaven. Store from today. Store your treasures in heaven. Do things because of God. Not because you want to be seen or want to be known. No. When you do that, you are storing your treasures here on earth. Ah! That brother, can you see the car that he is driving? You have your reward already. Do things because of God. Okay? Next, Jesus teaches about prayer. Ha! I love that prayer part. Pray this morning and as we are going, we will cry out to God, our Father. Direct your prayer towards God where nobody can hear you. Jesus teaches about fasting and giving to the needy. I challenge you this morning to put these teachings, put them to practice. Yes, do the word of God. And I'm telling you, you will see change in your life. I pray this morning for your prayer life that you will see results. As you call on God, the Lord will answer you in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for your faith this morning that it will go stronger and stronger in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.